you know, I was very patient while <laughs> waiting for this stupid football game <laughs> to keep going. And then at one point during the countdown clock, mm-hmm. when it when it had 17 seconds left, it changed to two minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to murder somebody. I'm going to effing murder somebody if they move the clock back to two minutes and seven seconds. I'm like, I'm going to force choke someone across the television. I don't care who it I was like, I, I almost lost my mind. I was like, oh my God. So once it went to halftime, was there like... Was there like a halftime breakdown by the like announcers and the sportscasters? First? Oh God! Then they go to Chris Berman. Yes. And he's doing hot. Swear to effing God! I, there was like black and white footage of like Johnny Unitas. I'm like, why am I watching this? Get to the. I'm trying not to curse. Get to the trailer. Like, oh my god, oh my god. It was That's so what weird. I heard. Everybody online on Twitter was just like screaming, "F you, Chris Berman! Shut up! Get your, get your fat face off my TV!" I don't want to hear about. I don't care about Joe Namath. Show me the Star Wars trailer. It's why I'm here. Oh my god. Good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. We're doomed. It's a trap. Chewie, get us out of here. We would be honored if you would join us. Charming. This time you pack on two fronts. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red 5 standing by. This is our rescue. You must feel the force around you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. I like the sound of that. The force will be with you. Welcome to a special 30th episode of Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and if you're wondering what makes this episode so special, shame on you. After almost a year of teasing, the first and only full theatrical trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens aired tonight on ESPN's broadcast of Monday Night Football, featuring the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles in a contest that might mean something to the people of Philadelphia. For the rest of the world, the first half of the game was a slow, painful, seemingly endless, childishly mocking game of I know something you don't know. But after a couple of touchdowns and at least one blown unsportsmanlike conduct call, fans of Star Wars finally got to see the trailer and they all immediately went online to view it again and again and again. I don't know how many people tuned into this game tonight. I honestly don't know the numbers of Monday Night Football viewing, but I'm willing to guess the drop-off in viewership during the second half was probably like 90%. But who cares? I actually like football, but I never want to talk about it that much on this podcast ever again. I want to talk about the trailer, and I want to talk about that with the closest thing I have to friends. Rob Kelly, and the Irredeemable Shag from the Fire and Water podcast. The last time I had these two guys on the show together was back in episode 5 when we covered the first issue of Marvel's new Star Wars series. 25 episodes later, I had to have them back to get their initial reactions to the Force Awakens trailer. 
So, a quick explanation about this episode. This is not going to be a very detailed or nuanced dissection of the trailer. I'm sure that will come later. We still have eight weeks before this movie comes out. I will be talking about the trailer with other guests during that time, and I'm sure every other podcast will also dedicate episodes to this trailer, including the show hosted by Rob and Shag, which you can hear next week. Our discussion, which wasn't very long, as you'll see, was a very rough, very immediate reaction to what we saw. Now, at the time we started recording, and I was talking to Rob for about ten minutes before Shag joined us, At the time we started, I had only seen the trailer once, and I'm going to set that up for you because I don't think I did a very good job when I was talking to the guys. The wife and I went to dinner tonight at my father-in-law's house. We come back about a half an hour before the game is set to start. I'm not a diehard sports fan, but I don't hate it. I'll watch a football game if I'm bored. I follow ESPN and sports radio shows to keep up with teams and players, but I was absolutely watching this game for one reason only. Except when we get home from dinner, the internet is out in my home. I look at the router and modem, and all of the lights are flashing the wrong colors in the wrong order. I try unplugging stuff, messing around, nothing is working. I call the cable internet service provider, which I hate doing because they're awful. It's a stupid automatic process that I go through again and again. I end up discovering that the splitter or a coaxial cable is fried, and I can run one cable to either the TV or the modem which means I can watch the game and the trailer on TV, or I can watch it online, but I can't do both. Since I had to get on Skype right after, the choice was obvious. And yes, I'm on the Twitter, reading tweet after tweet of horrible things about the sportscasters and the football coverage. And then it's time. Star Wars tweeted the trailer. And I watched it, and... I don't think I could breathe for five minutes. Take a listen to the trailer without visuals, and when it's done, you'll hear my talk with Rob and Shag. Who are you? I'm no one.
just let it in. I'm just going to kind of cut it down. It's just going to be just general instant reactions. Okay. Um, so I, I, I th- I'll, I'll go around. I'll just ask you guys just general first impressions. Rob, what did you think? Well, I mean, I think it looks terrific. I, I mean, it really does. Uh, I, it, it seems to confirm what I my suspicion is, is that Luke is going to come in at this story at the very end. I mean, he's not in any of the trailers. He's not on the poster. So it makes me think that he's off being a hermit. And it's Han and Leia that get involved in the main adventure. I mean, I'm kind of shocked how much Han is in this story, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And I get the sense that in you know they're going to go on this adventure with Han and Leia, and then stuff gets real. And when that happens, they're like, you know what? We got to go find our old pal. And that's when you bring in badass Luke Skywalker, who looks all old and shit. So that's my sense of it. it just from what i've seen it looks amazing and it looks like they're doing the smart thing for the for the for the health of the franchise which is focus on these new characters i mean they it it's great to see han and leia but it really does seem like it re, it's it's the story of finn and ray and poe dameron it's not the story of luke han and leia shag what you think um my instant fear was what if luke is kylo ren i hope not uh, and, and based on everything I've read, he shouldn't be. There, there should be nothing to make that happen. But that fear did occur into me. I mean, if if, uh, if George was heading this up, that might be the direction that it would end up, you know. But it looks gorgeous. I, I was very excited to read this because I felt like I was seeing the actual story unfold. You can tell it's the story of Ray and her wanting to get off this planet, and Fen's feeling that you know he's he's got to make a life change. It feels great, and Han's rolling it. And yeah, there's a lot more Han Solo in this than I really expected at all. I mean, you see him guiding them to a temple. You see them with their their arms up, you know, surrendering, and it's. I'm very very pleased, very excited. Now Poe Dameron gets like barely in it at all. Do we know how big of a role he's got? I've noticed that, like, I mean, all of the promotion, like, until, um, this was, like, the first time we've seen him in something other than his X-Wing costume. In fact, the the previous two teasers just had him in the cockpit of the X-Wing. This is the first time that we're seeing him do a little bit more. Wasn't he just out of the cockpit, though? Well, there there was a shot where... Isn't he the one getting force whammied? Yeah. Where oh, Kylo, is he getting tortured? Yeah, and oh, ooh, I, okay. I actually... I have no idea if this is the case. I, I kind of think maybe that's part of the beginning because I think part of why Finn defects is he rescues Poe. Um, and maybe that's completely wrong, but I think that's I think Poe Dameron might be captured in the beginning and Finn rescues him or sets him free or does something. Uh, I'm just, this is speculation just based on however my mind has put together the story based on these loose threads. I think he might be a third wheel, but I definitely think it's Finn and Ray's story. Definitely seems like it from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, and in yeah. terms of they've, we didn't see his face, but the towards the end we got a shot of Kylo Ren and Finn about to lightsaber duel, and he's, Kylo, he's got he's got Hayden Christensen hair. Well, yeah, that was the thing. His hair, his helmet is off, so that's not Luke. True, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's... they have confirmed that Adam Driver is playing him, so unless yeah. Good point. Okay. I'm, I was unnecessarily worried. I got to say BB-8, um, his design makes perfect sense to be rolling around in the sand now. That <laughs> makes perfect sense. Uh, what about the different – I mean we, seen, we have seen environments 
we have seen different locations now. It's not just the desert. Um, they, there's a terrestrial world with trees and water. There's a snow-covered world. There's yes, rain. and yes, it's people, <laughs> actors outside. Amazing. <laughs> yes. There's that one place uh, – I'm watching the trailer for like the eighth time now as I'm talking to you. It's just on mute. But there's uh, that part where – what I assume is a temple because there's all these rags, colored rags hanging down that Han is leading them through something. Mm-hmm. And also, did you notice the, the bit where Han – well, of course you noticed, but where Han mentions to him, it's all true, Jedi's, the dark side, all of it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like what happened you know, in between the first trilogy and the second trilogy where Jedi's became a myth, it sounds like it's happened again. Yeah, I was wondering if he's basically telling them the story of the trilogy that we've seen, the classic trilogy, if if those are the events they're referring to, or if there's something else, some me- mega event that happened in between. Um, I mean, that, that could that could refer to anything, yeah. but yeah, it definitely sounds like it definitely sounds like they, these characters, whoever he's talking to, if it's Ray or Finn, they don't know about the Jedi, which means what has Luke been doing for the last thirty years? Right, he hasn't built up a Jedi core or anything like that. Maybe he's just been too afraid to train anyone. You know what I just realized? Hmm. This movie doesn't. It starts with a Lucasfilm logo and not a Disney logo. They have said that the Disney logo is not going to be in the front of the movie. It's not like Disney is going to replace Fox, like they used to have the 20th Century Fox fanfare. A lot yeah. of people, like they asked Alan Horn, the president of Disney, if they, if Disney was going to replace that, and he said, "Nope, it's going to begin with the the Lucasfilm logo, and that's it." Hmm. So nice. Can we all agree that uh, Ray is Hans and Leia's daughter now? Can we just get there? It certainly seems like it. I mean, again, we don't know, but it certainly does seem like it. Right. That's my speculation, and it's really it's based on the fact that we 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 know who that couple would be if she or if any of the characters were Luke's child. Then there's there's additional mysteries that we need to uncover. We need to figure out who did who did he hook up with. Uh, I'm assuming it wasn't one of the slave dancers in Jabba's palace. But okay, I know technically it's circumstantial evidence, but come on, she looks just like Carrie Fisher. We've seen her fly the Falcon. We see scenes with her and Han. It's done. Let's just accept that, please. <laughs> you know, up until Star Trek Into Darkness came out, there was a there was a chance that he wasn't Khan. <laughs> I was fooled in the theater. I kid you not. I really believed the hype that he wasn't con. And then I actually cursed out loud and got pissed uh, <laughs> at that reveal. But anyway. So we did see Luke. Because we see Luke, or what we assume to be Luke, put his hand on R2. It was the same scene from the teaser. But it's in this one too. Mm-hmm. Now, that could be the last scene in the movie, for all we know, I suppose. Uh, or maybe they're holding back Luke to just be amazing. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've been kind of assuming... Luke's going to die. Uh, sort of like he's going to go out like Obi-Wan did. Do you think he's going to die in this one or later on in the new trilogy? It would fit the formula for him to die in the first one. See, I don't think he is going to be like the Obi-Wan. I think he's going to be more like Yoda. I mean, even though they've, they've drawn a lot of comparisons because of the age and because of the look, I have a feeling he's going to be closer to the Yoda, which in part of that, I think, I don't think we're going to see him a lot in this movie. I hope he has uh, all his his diction and, and syntax is all messed up then too. <laughs> that's that's the last step to becoming a Jedi Master is the backward speech. That's right. So. I think I'm on viewing twelve now. By the way, <laughs> there are so many battles in this, and they all seem to be atmospheric battles. I don't know how many battles we actually see in space in this trailer. 
Could just be one. What's going on when the the Star Destroyer uh, is in space and there's that weird red light? Mm, good question. Uh, yeah, the scene I'm talking about in the beginning. Yeah, the first time we see Kylo Ren in the trailer. Yeah. Um, first of all, I love the the opening, like with um, with Ray basically scavenging, doing like some Indiana Jones stuff where she. I have to assume she's inside that star destroyer. It certainly looks like that. She's inside a, a downed craft, like somewhere in that in that Jakku desert. Well, it, the scene where she's in she's in a docking bay or a landing bay at one point, and it looks exactly like the ones from the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the yeah, star yeah, destroyer. Yeah. So it's probably got to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Seems feasible. So. I mean, they, it's. I, I like the way it's cut. I like that the first, the first thing we get is her, and we see her for a couple seconds, suggesting that okay, she's our main character. But then we also get a couple seconds with Finn, and then a couple seconds with Kylo Ren. It's it does a good job of introducing us to these new characters and quickly telling us who they are and what they're about. Yeah, I I love the idea of a guy basically starting a cult around Darth Vader. I think that's a, that's a wonderful idea. I mean, a, a really inventive, wonderful idea. Because if this guy was truly the badass of the universe, you could see that, that some young guy is like, oh, no, 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 you know, he just wasn't mean enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix his mistakes. I, I love that idea. I think, that's a, I think that is a truly great turn for the script, if that's, if that's what's going on. And it certainly seems like it. This is both a credit and a and a like waving my fist in the air at J.J. Abrams and the way Lucasfilm has promoted this thing is this has shown me so much more footage, so much more action, so much more like little beats that I just never expected. I still have no idea what the goddamn story is. I, I could not tell you what the, well, what the plot is. We, it, it feels more complete. It feels like Ren, uh, Finn and Ray are on some sort of urgent journey. You know, the forces of darkness are moving in on them, and they're on some sort of urgent journey. That's really the only sense we get. And Han's leading them. You know, he's mm-hmm. guiding them through it. That, by the way, we did we get to see Leia at least. You know, that one scene where she's hugging Sad Han. Princess so Leia. Yeah. She's still, she, I'm, I'm free-framed on her right now. She, she still looks beautiful. So, and her hair's up, it looks like, so in a kind of Leia style. Speaking of which, you guys saw the poster yesterday. Yeah. It included the giant elephant in the background, the, the what I'm assuming is the new Star Killer base, which is very I it I mean, because it's a spherical planetoid shape, it looks like the Death Star, but it looks like it looks like a planet that they kinda cut in half and built something that's either a giant missile tube or an engine. I didn't even notice that. Is that um is that the new first order? Bad guy base or something? Yeah, yeah. They said that it's. They confirmed. I think during San Diego Comic Con or Celebration, one of the things they said it's called Star Killer Base, named in honor of the fact that the original name for Skywalker was Star Killer. And I think somebody somewhere, some promotional item said that it has the capacity to destroy an entire solar system or entire star <laughs> system rather than just blowing up a planet because that's not enough. So, okay, do we really need another giant super weapon? But I don't know, just the the image of it makes me wonder. I wonder if they're doing something playing on, like, Shag, like um, the Sun Crusher right. from, the, from the Expanded Universe, except instead of making it a ship the size of a TIE fighter that can blow up an entire solar system, they're doing it with what looks like a planet-sized gun. 
Well, and they had, you know, I mean, in the same stories, they had the prototype Death Star. I mean, this, the, the, the Empire in the Expanded Universe was all about the mega weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you think about it. In the original trilogy, they're all about the mega weapons. Two, in two of the three films, in 66% of the movies, they were building a giant super weapon. <laughs> you know? And if you look at the middle one, they still built a super Star Destroyer for that one. Right. So they're all about big, big, big weapons. Right. So it, it's fitting. Um, I don't know that we really need another one, but goodness knows the Expanded Universe played that card way too many times. I, I think it'll be fine as long as the ending of the movie does not hinge on a bunch of X-Wing pilots flying into the guts of it to blow it up from the inside. <laughs> I think if you find a different angle to getting rid of the Star Killer or the fact that the Star Killer isn't necessarily the end all be all of the story, it'll be fine. It's just, you know, if if you have Poe Dameron flying into the you know the veins of the Star Killer and there's the guy behind him and stay on target, then you'll be like, oh, we've already seen this. Now come on guys. So in the narration when it says let the force in at the very end of the trail. It's like the the force is knocking or something like the forces wants to whatever and then let it in. Are they talking to Fen or Ray? It looks like Finn because he's the one with the lightsaber. Yeah, but Ray seems to be the the Skywalker character, though. Well, uh, there's I mean, there's a lot of speculation, and it's it, nothing's to say that just because Finn might not be born of Skywalker blood doesn't mean he doesn't have the Force. Uh, they're, they're going to have to explain that he's adept at lightsaber combats, and uh, um, or he's just holding her lightsaber to try and scare away the uh, the other guy, right? Although Kathleen Kennedy did say this, this is the continuation of the Skywalker story. So somebody's got to be a Skywalker, right? Which, uh, as I keep maintaining, includes Leia's children because she is a Skywalker by blood, right? Right. Even though that's not my favorite revelation in Return of the Jedi, uh, <laughs> but you know, I've made my peace with that twenty-five years ago. Well, so here, here's a thought: um, since this the Skywalker legacy, uh, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Could he be – I mean you speculated on your seven speculations, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yes, I listened to your show. Um, Sucker. <laughs> that it could be uh, Ray's twin brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be Kylo Ren. Another speculation could be what if, uh, what if Kylo Ren is Luke's son? It's possible. It's definitely we, possible they would be we, cousins, yeah. Yeah, that would, that would work. Um, I mean it, it might fit in with him being obsessed with his grandfather. I just – I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, for, his grandfather. I mean, that would work kind of nicely. Oh, well, it's either way. Either way, Darth Vader would be his grandfather, whether he's Luke's son's or Leia's son. I just... If for Luke to have a child who falls this far, they're going to have to. I mean, either way, whether he's whether he's Han's son or, or, or Luke's son or something, either way, one of these, one of these guys dropped the ball as a parent. <laughs> um... I, I don't know. I almost don't want that to be true, but it it seems to make symbolic narrative sense the way these stories have been told. And he's, he's obviously. I mean, he, he's he's a force adept. He has to be. I mean, the way he he positions his hands, it's more than just the lightsaber. He, you know, he seems to be doing force stuff. Probably in watching this again, I think the most disturbing thing in all of the trailers is there's an explosion on the bridge of a ship, and there's a mouse droid that looks like he might bite it, and I don't know that I can have that. Mm, that cuts you to the core. At first, I thought it was a gonk, and I was like about to just say, "Forget it, I'm not going." Uh, <laughs> but it's, but it is in fact a mouse droid, so I'm still a little upset. Not, not as much as I was initially, though. Okay, so quick rundown of things that we 
did not see in this. Um, obviously, Luke Skywalker, unless that quick little shot of him with his hand on R2, that might be Luke. But certainly we don't see his face. We don't get a line from him that we know of. Andy Serkis is supposed to be playing the the head, the the high chief of the First Order. I think we've only seen him from a distance when he's like giving his... The know, dais. Yeah, his, his speech to all the assembled troopers. So we don't know what he looks like or what he's about. Um, the the female narrator in the beginning who seems to be talking to Ray, I think that's the character played by Lupita Nyong'o who's supposed to be a motion capture character. I don't know what her deal is. I, I think I heard them describe maybe like one of those Empire Magazine articles. They might have said she's she's like a pirate or something, which would be cool. But, I mean, we do... No, no Max von Sydow. No Max von Sydow. No Chief Chirpa. <laughs> we uh, we still have gotten very little dialogue from these characters. Did Finn have any dialogue in this trailer? Yeah, he yeah he talks about... Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, the over, in the yeah, over the shot does. of a TIE fighter blowing up. Well, it's yeah, a narration, but yeah. Right. yeah. Now, we, we didn't... As far as I know, we didn't hear um, Phasma. No, no. no. Um, in fact, I don't... Was she? Did we see her in this again? Se- like, several some, yeah. some of these several shots times. go by so quick. I've I've still only looked at this like three times. But um, there's a shot of her on the battlefield. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, there's just some random walking. There's you see also you see a chrome shuttle come down at one point mm-hmm. that just seems like okay that's that's probably hers that would seem to make sense kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, when we heard first heard the warbled metallic voice, I, I thought it might be hers, but then you quickly realize it's Kylo. But mm-hmm. what, what else you, don't we see? What did you think of his voice? Eh. I don't know. I wasn't real hot on it, but I'm sure I'll get there. I was fine with it. It's hard to think of a voice like that and not compare it to James Earl Jones, but I, I, I think I'm fine with it. I don't think I'll have a problem. I never had a problem with Bane's voice in, in The Dark Knight Rises. I know <laughs> so many people made fun of that. So many, I never had a problem understanding him. I thought it sounded cool and distinct. It was interesting. So We're still making fun uh, of him. I think... Friends. All right, I'm looking at this again. I'm the, watching it again. <laughs> okay, the uh, toward like the one minute fifty mark. There's a battle in like a snow covered planet. I, I think this is way, I think this is that Star Killer base. I think it's like, I think they actually like remolded an actual like Arctic like Hoth style planet, and turned it into this this super weapon. They're fighting over, and I, I maybe I'm looking at this way wrong, but it looks like there's just like a long trench or a long wall or something. Yeah, it does look like a giant trench. Yeah. Yes. So maybe maybe that is part of the final battle that there's a battle like at the Star Killer base, but it might not necessarily have uh, like they might not necessarily have to fly in and like sabotage it from within. Um, uh, oh, I'm I think like, it's gun on, gun on Ice Planet Zero. I think is what that is. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture again, and it it looks like it could be a rocket launcher, but maybe it's no that, that wouldn't even for Star Wars that science wouldn't make sense. I'm trying to think of like this the whole planet could travel through hyperspace and like uh, that that can't work. They even don't, for Star don't, Wars that would don't work. rule anything out. Don't rule anything I'm out. Just, Actually, right. the, the Death Star went through hyperspace, didn't it? Mm. The first one. Uh, it traveled. So presumably, it would have had to. Yeah. So. They never showed it, so... 
So no, no Lando, but we know he's not in this movie. Have we heard anything about him being in subsequent movies yet? Uh, it has not been confirmed, but I'm I'm expecting he has done a bunch of stuff. He he did he did Lando in the Lego movie. He has voiced Lando in the Rebels cartoon. He is not. I'm, I'm sure he loves this, and I'm sure he's jumping at the chance to play the character again. I think they just need to find the right spot for him. So I'm betting it, it would make a, a sort of symmetry to have him come back in the next one in the episode eight. Be a crime if they don't use him. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts before I let you guys go on the trailer itself? I've yet to see anything from this movie that does not make me want to see it. And, and there has literally been, I think, out of all the metric ton of Star Wars information since the news broke that Disney bought Lucas bought Star Wars, is I think there's literally been one piece of news that I haven't liked out of the torrent of information that we've heard and what we've seen. So that's a pretty damn good ratio considering how attached I am to this franchise still. Um, that's pretty amazing. So I just, I'm just like, oh, these two months can't go fast enough. Like, just, just get me there, you know? I enjoyed the trailer thoroughly. I felt like I was watching a trailer. I felt like I was getting hints of what the story is. You commented earlier, we still don't know what the movie's about. Well, I still feel like we have a direction now. And it looks exciting. I'm glad they're focusing on the new characters, which I've been saying all along. As much as I love the older characters, I don't need to see them a lot. I want this to be the story of the new characters, and the new characters better be damn interesting, and they do appear to be. Yeah. And um, and and Ray is hot, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's what we waited for. Uh, yeah, in terms of, I think all of the action, like all of the different battle scenes, it just seems like there's this overwhelming sense that there is still a war going on. There is still a major conflict, and in the middle of this war. We have this small story, this personal story of characters. We see Ray and Finn and Han and Chewie going on some kind of mission, some kind of personal quest, while stormtroopers and resistance fighters and everybody is kind of like dying all around them. And I, I am so interested to find out what this is. Um, I, I love it. This was uh, Rob. I hope this was worth three hours of football that you had to sit through to see the trailer well i don't know about that that's just football is the worst game in the world uh let's all support the will smith movie concussion uh, which i hope means will brings football down and gets rid of it entirely this is just an absurd thing to make to you know i mean you put up a clock that says six minutes i want six minutes not Three and a half hours. It's just ridiculous. That's six minutes of game time. That doesn't take yeah. into account the commercial it's time. Ridic- time yeah, uh, absolutely absurd. This is it is a travesty that we have this in America, and let's get rid of it. You know, I've actually heard Brett Favre say that playing in the Super Bowl was one of the most miserable experiences of his life because of how often they had to stop the actual game for commercials and go. advertisements. Yep. There you go. Like the, oh, the teams yeah. themselves could not get into a rhythm and could not play because every two minutes they're stopping for a commercial. Yep. So. Yep. I mean, it was worth it. The trailer was worth it, but nevertheless, I still hate football. Thank you for your Facebook ranting about the game because it reminded me to tune in. So I only had to watch maybe two minutes of football to get to the trailer. Thank you. Uh, Which is actually 19 minutes of game. (laughs) No, I don't mean two minutes of game time. I mean two real minutes of the TV being on. I'm glad to perform a public service for you, Shaq. But two minutes of Chris Berman yeah, talking to you about Joe Namath. I swear to God, that footage was in black and white and from players that have long since died. I, that was not <laughs> It was not even highlights from current games. 
I think it was just kind of like a giant rickroll, honestly, to all the nerds in the world <laughs> to say, you know, you're going to have to watch football to see your Star Wars. And then I kept waiting at the last minute for them to be like, wah, wah, you know, play the rickroll thing and be like, eh, we're not playing Star Wars. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to do this. May the force be with you, Ryan. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> Listening to our talk, I don't think my voice adequately captured the excitement and the enthusiasm for the trailer and the movie to come. I think that's because I was just legitimately floored by the footage I saw. My brain wasn't processing it quickly enough for me to scream and dance with the joy that I feel. Rest assured, that won't be the case the next time you hear me talking about it. Once more, big thanks to Rob and Shag for appearing on this hastily assembled episode. What did you think of the trailer? I want to know. Feedback for the show can be left on the blog page at deadboffinspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadboffinspies. You can also leave a review on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at ryandaily01 or the username Count Druncula. Dead Buff and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show belong solely to the speaker. All music, audio clips, and quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. And since I make no money off this podcast, no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force awaken. Shift to the other side. No, no. It wasn't a shift. I've shifted. This was a move.